As work-life roles have converged, daily living is more complex, and the need for easier snack and mealtime solutions has increased. Tyson Convenience makes it easy to offer grab-and-go items that work across all day parts. Visit TysonFSCStore.com to explore the full grab-and-go portfolio. Hey there, listeners, and welcome to another episode of At Your Convenience. This is your host, Jackson Lewis, and I am joined today by the illustrious Amy Harvey of Technomic. Uh, Amy is a senior managing editor uh, with Technomic, our sister data company, and she's part of the Convenience Store Insights Group, and she creates content related to C-Store food service. Amy, really uh, big thanks for coming on to the show today. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Always happy to talk C-Store food service with CSB. Heck yeah. Well, it's it's a strange time in the industry. Uh, we're hopefully starting to pull out of the pandemic and, and start to return to whatever the heck normal is going to be after all of this. What, in your view, is the current state of, of retail food service as it stands today? Well, just as in any food service segment, you know, suffice it to say, it was a very, very tough year for C-Store food service in 2020. We saw uh, sales decline by 20, uh, 15% in 2020. Um, you know, 2021 has been off to a slow start. Um, the first eight weeks of the year um, were down, just over 23% sales were down uh, versus the same period in 2020. So there's still quite a bit of struggling going on, but we're seeing a, a slight, you know, uptick in traffic. Um, traffic is improving and so is consumer optimism about their finances, which is really, really important. You know, the stimulus package um, coupled with vaccine distribution, um, some lower virus metrics out there, uh, starting to foster a little bit more optimism among consumers. We're we're starting to see uh, the work from home situation evolving. So um, more people are slowly trickling back into their morning commutes. Um, You know, there's a little price volatility at the pump. And so that's that's hampering spending a bit when we talk about, you know, people coming in to the store. Um, But just comparing this to the to this last time, uh, you know, this time last year, rather in April uh, 2020, 38 percent of consumers said, you know, I come into the convenience store nearly every time I I stop to fuel up or recharge my electric vehicle. Um, But as of this quarter in 2021, 51% say that they're now coming into the C-store when they make a stop to fuel up. So we're seeing traffic start to, um, you know, start to uh, slowly increase. Um, You know, we knew that C-stores and QSRs uh, fared better during the pandemic. You know, there was the speed and the ease and the mobile order, um, and then the the off premise uh, piece of the puzzle there that helped them out a bit. Um, and and they weren't as impacted compared to other segments that had to deal with dine in shutdown. So there's some it's it's a mixed bag. There's some good news there for C stores um, slowly headed toward recovery. Um, uh, there's reason to be optimistic. We think, in our view. That's great to hear. And I, I want to touch on uh, the uh, mention you made of the morning commute. Mm-hmm. I, I know that's been a, a big hit to the breakfast day part mm-hmm. is is the and, and you know, of, of course, this was the the main moneymaker for uh, food service and okay. in, in convenience stores. Is, is that still the case now or are you seeing that it's a little more spread out now that the morning commute is uh, a little different? Yeah, I'm. Uh, 
we see it as being a little bit more spread out, um, more of those impulse buys rather than that habitual purchase that you know typically would take place in the morning because of that commute. But what we anticipate is that consumers are going to go back to that behavior. So we still believe that that breakfast in the morning day part is where C stores win the day. Um, you know, my take on it is that you know as as we get more of that uh, work from home situation continues to change, we get more of that morning commute happening and get that engine running again. It, you know, C stores will continue to take share in terms of uh, the coffee, hot dispensed, um, pairing it with a breakfast sandwich. The whole breakfast combo thing is still the way to, um, you know, grab that repeat patronage. So. So I've spoken to a lot of C-Store operators who have turned to delivery or curbside pickup, uh, mm-hmm. given the change in the way people are, are commuting and, and you know, where, where they are in their lives these days. Mm-hmm. Are, are you seeing any consumer interest in, in C-Store uh, delivery or are people still sort of just zoned in on getting deliveries from QSR? Well, for consumers coming to C-Store locations now, it really is all about minimizing touch points um, and maximizing speed of transactions. And so, you know, delivery right now is not merely a stopgap measure, you know, to uh, meet a need during the pandemic. It has become such a, a solid expectation on the place of, you know, on the, the part of consumers um, across, you know, different channels. So it doesn't matter where they're sourcing food service from, they really do expect an off-premise uh, format to be in place to meet their needs now. Um, so, you know, we we surveyed operators in different food service segments in the restaurant segment and found that their, you know, operators do not plan to scale back or abandon delivery or curbside or takeout, pickup, um, even long after the pandemic is over because it has become such an expectation now on the part of consumers. Um, but delivery, whether we're talking about third party or self-delivery, it is an opportunity for C-stores, but the, you know there are a lot of challenges for the C-store space when it comes to delivery. Um, we're seeing some of the, more, of the smaller, more innovative retailers like Foxtrot, which is based uh, here in Chicago. They're a bit more high end, but they are establishing delivery as part of their brand pillar. So it's a key driver of their business. They specialize in home and office um, uh, delivery, and so it it offers them a competitive edge. Um, but for for other C stores, it's going to continue to be challenging for them to execute upon delivery. Um, in this case, I'd say that for many of them, curbside might be um, if they have the staff for it. Curbside uh, might be the the better option for their off premise solution. Yeah, it's really interesting you mentioned that. I, I was talking to a group of retailers the other day, and and they pretty much just came out and said that, yeah, curbside is generally what we do when we know we can't implement delivery or or, or drive through or what have you. It's it's the the next best thing essentially. Yeah, and it's it's funny. I've been hearing it's. I I wouldn't say it's it's this exactly falls into distinct categories, but generally it it seems that operators in uh, areas with sparser population, more rural areas, you know, they're going to have difficulty finding delivery drivers uh, long term. So it's going to be a little bit tougher for them uh, than it would be, 
you know, for instance, a, a 7-Eleven here mm-hmm. in Chicago. Yeah, absolutely. So any uh, culinary innovations, anything creative lately in the in the C-Store food service space that have really jumped out to you? Well, we've been thinking a lot about trends, you know, what is trending and, and what we know is that menus are getting smaller across the board. And it's, it's just mirroring what food service in general across different channels, um, whether we're talking about the QSR channel, fast, casual, full service, doesn't matter. Menus are contracting and getting smaller. And so we've been thinking, you know, what, you know, what, what exactly are our operators across all of these channels doing um, to promote trends um, with menus getting smaller. Now we know that there's a lot of promotion of core and signature items and, and, you know, applying those tweaks to those um, signature items to make them, you know, interesting in terms of being a limited time offer, maybe adding some sort of ingredient add on to make it stand out seasonally. But I think that the most important um, trend that we are seeing right now is just this ongoing attention to beverages. I think that's the most um, creativity that we've seen over the last year. You know, we are in a pandemic time and how do you, you know, entice people to come in for something different? Um, you know, 7-Eleven recently offered a, a limited time Peeps marshmallow latte flavor, super sweet, super, uh, you know, colorful. This is the kind of thing that, you know, draws someone in for that impulse buy on a limited, uh, you know, a limited time basis. We saw Get Go and Rudders both promote um, slushy drinks that are spiked. So spiked slushies. Um, Get Go uh, had some quick frozen malt beverages that were made with alcohol brands like Seagram's Escapes and Smirnoff Ice and Mike's Harder Lemonade. Um, Rudders did a shamrock spike slush in March um, to kind of coordinate with St. Patrick's Day. So this kind of fun um, craveable, colorful beverage um, are the things that we're noticing right now. Yeah, it sounds a lot like the uh, the beer barns out in Texas. <laughs> right. So uh, what are uh, some things you're hearing from consumers about ways that retail food service can improve? What uh, uh, what are they looking to see that, that maybe we're not quite getting there with? Well, uh, consumers still remain very concerned about safety. Um, even though the the convenience store food service visit is very quick, it's focused on speed of transaction and speed of service. Um, so they're in and out very quickly. But while they're in the store, they're still very concerned about the safety of the food that they buy. Um, many of them, uh, at least nearly half of the ones that we have surveyed have said things like, you know, I would purchase grab-and-go food service more often if I could be assured of the safety of the item. 84% said that freshness, um, that's tied to freshness for them. So 84% said, you know, I really prioritize the freshness of grab-and-go food service that I buy. Um, I, I need to make sure that this was made by a certain date. I'm really paying attention to the the visual appearance of the food. So, you know, the the same sort of important attributes that they always pointed to all along, quality, freshness, um, are still very important to the consumer, but they're still looking for retail food service to highlight that safety component as well. Um, Even after the pandemic ends and we're kind of out of the woods, 
they're still going to need to see that visual sort of sanitation, cleanliness. Um, they, they're going to need to see that component continue to be underlined for them um, in order for them to have full full confidence and for their full confidence to return. So um, it's important for retailers to kind of keep their eye on the basics of freshness, quality, safety, sanitation. Well, there you go, folks. You heard it from the source. Uh, sticking to the basics and making sure you're reassuring your customers that it's still safe and, and healthy to come to your store. Uh, Amy, really appreciate your time today. Thanks for coming on. Enjoyed it. Thank you, Jackson. As work-life roles have converged, daily living is more complex, and the need for easier snack and mealtime solutions has increased. Tyson Convenience makes it easy to offer grab-and-go items that work across all day parts. Visit TysonFSCStore.com to explore the full grab-and-go portfolio.